Welcome back to the podcast. I'm Anna. And I'm Kayleen. And together we are Entrepreneurs. A podcast of two gay idiots owning and operating their own business during the midst of end stage capitalism. <clears throat> welcome back, everybody. Oh, uh, welcome back. Welcome back to the listeners. So this is going to be a little catch up because I need to tell Kayleen a story and I wasn't able to yesterday because she had five events in one day so you get to hear about all of this unhinged nonsense um yeah you get to think about think about this intro as like you're eavesdropping on a phone call between the two of us (laughs) okay so i need to do some some backstory here because okay first of all prerequisite if you're going to be my friend or listen to the podcast, you will have a lot more context if you have seen the movie Everything Everywhere All at Once. I think that I am just slowly becoming a living embodiment of that movie. Um, and there's a um, a theme, I guess. It's called verse jumping. It's like where you do something kind of stupid and it causes you to like jump into another timeline, into like another universe. Stupid so, or unpredictable. Something that's yeah. like something disruptive. Um, so about, I want to say almost a little bit less than a year ago, um, I was with somebody and he had this like crystal and it like shocked me. And I I was like, this is weird. I've never been like shocked by a crystal before. This is insane. Electro boy. Yeah. And Thor. So I was like, he was like, are you sure you want it? Like, he gave it to me, but then it kept shocking me. And he was like, are you sure you want it? And I was like, yes. So I went home and I put it in, like, the breast pocket of my um, shirt. I wear, like, a lot of these, like, button-ups with, like, the breast pockets and and the left one. And I put it in there and I buttoned it. Very distinctly remember this. Go to bed. And then I go and I, like, look for it. And I, I can't find it. It's nowhere to be found. So the guy who gave this to me stayed over and he woke up with the crystal in his hand. Like it was insane. There was no reason for that crystal to have been there. And I was like, okay, what? I guess that rock is in love with you. Stranger things have happened. So I go and Congrats see... to you and that rock. Yeah. <laughs> uh, salam alaikum. Um, so I saw my grandmother and she starts talking about her will and she starts talking about this pendant that like she wants me to have. And she's like, I gave it to your mother. Um, did she ever give it to you? Blah, blah, blah. It was given to me from a chief. Uh, cause my family grew up on like this remote Island in tribal new Caledonia. And so they gave her this, this pendant and it was to be given to me. Um, but, my dad is very, like, uh, fundamentalist Christian. He didn't want me to have it because he said that it was, quote, demonic. And, my, and to which my grandmother p- replied, no, the one, the jade that is long is for family protection. The one that is wide is for a curse. And I was like, oh, <laughs> okay. Excuse me. You're wrong. <laughs> I would not give her a cursed object, okay? I know the difference. Grow you're, up. <laughs> <laughs> you're confusing you're confusing the jade jewelry again <laughs> how dare you stupid and 
So he gives it to me, and I'm leaving. And he was like, do you want to keep it here? I know you're not good at uh, keeping jewelry. You lose it a lot. And I'm just like, I don't really like these limiting beliefs. Blah, blah, blah. This is fucked up. And yeah, sure enough, I did the same thing. I swear to God, I didn't even realize I did it. But I was like, I'm going to travel with this piece of jade jewelry. And it. I put it in the left breast pocket of a shirt. And I was like, I'm going to wear this like shirt tomorrow while I'm traveling. It's going to be in the pocket. I can put it on. I wake up and it's not fucking there. And I'm like, this has happened before. Like the same fucking pocket, the same side. Like it literally felt like I was like quantum leaping or something. And just so happens to be, I am visiting Electro Boy, the person who gave me the last crystal that disappeared. And And I texted him. I said, I need your help. And he thought I was hurt. He called me like, he's like, are you okay? I was like, no, no, I just need help in the astral sphere. I need to retrieve my, my ancestral token, and I know you're good at that. <laughs> <laughs> so I stay the night. I got here yesterday. We stay the night together, and I wake up, and I have a dream, and it's like, go look in your pant pocket. That's where the pendant is. And I fucking go look. It's in the pant pocket that I wore all day yesterday. There's no, Kaylee, like, it was insane. I feel like maybe your left breast pocket might be a dimensional wormhole. (laughs) Like, I think maybe you shouldn't put things in there anymore. (laughs) Like, I think it's just like a door to like a pocket universe. Yeah, it kind of feels like it. And then the fact that it's like, this has happened twice with this man now. And I just I just found it and like I ran upstairs and I was like, I knew you would help me find it. I found my grandmother's ancestral pendant of ancestral protection, not curses. And he was like, oh, yeah, that's cool. <laughs> like, the I'm like, long one, the long one is for family protection. The wide one is for curses. Yeah, so I incredible. It's weird the the roles that some people play in your life. Uh, let's just say that. I mean, one time is crazy. Two times, and I knew it would happen. I was like, I'm gonna go and I'm gonna stay there and I'm gonna wake up in the morning and I'm gonna find it. I know I am crazy. So yeah, um, just casual. I pocket universe. So yeah, well, pocket universe. Yeah, in your pocket. It's a pocket universe in my pocket. Uh So, uh, listeners, if this has ever happened to you, just know that you're not alone. I feel like sometimes when I share stuff like this, it's for a very specific set of people who are just like, oh, I'm not going through psychosis. I mean, and I don't know. I don't know your situation. Maybe you are. But strange things can happen and you can still function within reality, I guess, is the moral of that story. Yes. Sometimes you just got to shrug and be like, all right, (laughs) I guess this is how it's happening. I think like mental health is determined by how stressed out you get about the the absurdity of it all, you know? Yeah. Like if if you can just like acknowledge it and be like, that's kind of funny. That's that's strange. How about that? I got it. Yeah, I got it. So yesterday I was on site for a very big event with a very large staff and I was using a new staffing company that I never. So it was all front of house people that I had never worked with before. And you, you're um, homies they, with your FOH. 
Usually. Yeah, but but this was too big of a uh, we had too much going on for a normal staffing company to cover all of our events. Mm. Um, so I worked with a new one, and they were all great. I'll tell you though, the fucking weirdest, most out of touch with reality person was an absolute beast at that. <laughs> like, was just like literally like, and and was like a very tiny person too, like under five feet, and she just like fucking. But she was she busted out like glassware and scullery and like like bust like every like she was just in the back in the back just like racking plates and dealing with dirty dishes and like glassware and just like hauling stuff around and I was like you're fucking insane but you're a machine I was like yeah. you're definitely the you're definitely the person here that makes me the most uncomfortable to have a conversation with but I'm very proud of your work ethic. <laughs> Honestly, Kayleen, I'm sure people have thought that about me. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) They're just like, I don't know. Because it takes two types of people, you know? They're just like the curious kind, but like sometimes I can be a little too shocking for people, you know? Yeah. um, Yeah. What's she going to (laughs) say? Oh, yeah. uh, What? Astral plane. (laughs) Prophetic prophetic dreams. Of a pocket universe. (laughs) A cursed pendant. (laughs) Like... Just she's just casually saying these things. Yeah, right. Like, no, no, it's fine. All right, and also it's eclipse season. We are in between two eclipses right now, so like the, the veil is very thin. This is my favorite time of the year, um, eclipse season. So yeah, things get weird like we, and just kind of let it get weird. Yeah, people are acting foolish. Acting foolish. All right, what do the cards have to say to us? Let's see. Are we still doing the Buffy deck? We're still doing the Buffy deck. I'm dig. It's the one that's. I'm using it for my like daily work polls, so it's the one that's closest. Has it been good? Yeah, right. Sitting on my desk. Yeah. Spot on. Oh. Queen of Swords. Oh, after the hero font. Yeah, we. I feel like we pulled Queen of Swords last season. Mm-hmm. Yeah, towards like like it was like Tower Queen of Swords. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, so it's interesting. This character, the character that is on this, is Jenny Calendar, who is a techno pagan in the show. She's in the first two seasons of Buffy. Her story is ultimately pretty tragic. Kayleen, really I'm gonna cool need character. you to explain a techno pagan. Techno pagan. You gotta remember, this was the '90s. Um, she so it was this cool this cool thing where it was like she's a witch, uh, but she exists on the internet. Like she's like a she's a computer witch was oh, basically okay. the concept there. So she um she was a teacher at Buffy School who taught computer classes, was also a um also a witch, and then a reveal later on. Spoiler alert for a show that's been out for like twenty years. No, I um, appreciate it, Kayleen, because not everybody's seen things. I, you know how yeah. I feel about spoilers. Do you want a spoiler? Yeah, I'm fine, but I'm I'm glad you did an alert. So she um, is a descendant of the Romani tribe um, that cursed Angel, uh, the, uh, one of the characters on the show, who's a vampire with a soul. And mm-hmm. she, we, it's revealed in season two that she's been that she was sent to monitor him to make sure that he never breaks the curse and loses his soul because um angel without a soul is like a true monster um 
So, yeah, she's very key. Like, she's a, she also has a really wonderful relationship with Giles, the librarian. Um, who's which like was the last hottest, week's card. Which was which the Hierophant. Hierophant. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, they have, uh, they have the very, they have the, like, adult relationship while everyone is in college. They're the people who are, like, um, the, the adults in the room. Um, I like that pairing, actually. Yeah. Um, even in, like, wider rate, you know? Like, the Hierophant yeah. and the Queen of Swords do pair well together, I think. But, yeah. So, the Queen of Swords, she's very... She has a very keen eye. She's an observer. Um, so, not only does she, like, is she observes, but she can also, like, inf- like absorb a lot. Like, she can uh, infer a lot from what she observes. Um, she's not someone who, like, does her research. She is someone who, um, uh, but she's someone who can still, like, uh, teach as well. Like, she's a, she's not, she's not holding all the information for herself. Mm-hmm. Um, and as we've said before, swords often have to deal with clarity and truth, um, and how, uh, and decision-making, and how we use our words and, and this, how we interact with others. So this Queen of Swords in particular seems very keen on writing. She's like sitting at a computer typing. So yeah, and I she's got a flop- she's got like a floppy that. disk in her hand. Mm-hmm. You know, um, yeah. One of the pretty instrumental things that she does is so the whole arc of season two of Buffy is really about is about Angel losing his soul. He like. He and Buffy have sex, and he experiences true happiness, and he loses his soul, and he becomes a monster again, which is kind of like, Buffy is all about, like, using monsters as metaphors, Um, so it's like, it's like, it's like the metaphor of, like, losing your virginity to someone, and they turn into a different person. Um, Hmm. uh, But he becomes the big bad, and Jenny Callender is the person who um, is able to create a spell to restore his soul. Oh. Yeah. That's an interesting take on Queen of Swords. That's cool. Yeah. Because I feel like usually, for me, I think of the Queen. And this is why I think, like, tarot is so cool to talk about. Because there can be uh-huh. so many different ways it can... So many different interpretations. Because I feel like a lot of times Queen of Swords is just, like, off with your head kind of shit. But I, I think that's a really beautiful telling of, like, no, Queen of Swords, like, I can find... I can find the soul. I can fix it. I can find, well, I can find the solution. Yeah. yeah. And so, yeah, the, the revelation that she is there from the Romani tribe is incredibly alienating. Like she, it, it pisses everyone off because they, she, they discover that she's not who she says she was. And also that she knew that uh, if he had experienced true happiness, he would lose his soul. So she didn't warn anyone that it was a risk. Like, everybody's really pissed at her, including Giles, including Buffy. Like, she is pretty isolated and still is like, I'm going to fucking fix this problem mm. and I'm going to make it right. Um, so, yeah, I love Jenny Callender. She's one of my favorite characters. And like I said, unfortunately, she's only in two seasons. But um, the first, like, three se- the high school years of Buffy are my favorite season so um yeah Queen of Swords baby Queen so of Swords. I mean I think it's a good I think after uh two aces the fool the hierophant and now the Queen of Swords I feel like the she comes up almost every season I think 
Yeah, I mean, makes sense. We're um, uh, talking a lot. (laughs) (laughs) Set the table. We are serving the main dish. All right. Well, speaking of talking a lot, uh, today's main dish is something that we're really excited about because we want to, when we are planning out the episodes for this season, we wanted to make an episode that you could just listen to for to get hype, right? We're not really going to yeah. go super strategy or really that woo-woo. This is just pep talk. This is just... We'll see. I mean, yeah, we'll see where where our tangents take us. But yeah, yeah we just want to hype everybody up. So we uh, um, we asked, we have some some listener questions asked, yeah, for pep talks. Asked, and then we had stuff that we felt like we wanted to talk about, too. Yeah, because I know there's definitely some things that, like, I need some pep talks on. Or, or like, give, give uh, that I give myself pep talks on. Um, yeah, because that's a part of that's a part of this, you know, being an entrepreneur like there's nobody there's no team meeting, bitch. You are the team. So um, so let's start off. Let's start off with a pep talk for trusting yourself. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. OK. Um, I so this is one that I wanted to give because it is something that I learned this week. Uh, not learned, but was just like reminded of. Which is that um, you can prepare for something as much as you possibly can. You can do all the research, do all the planning, um, consult all the people. At the end of the day, you have to know when to step away um, from the planning phase and just say, I got this. And just instead of... And then turn it turn it into like taking care of yourself so that you can show up and trust yourself um, that you'll be able to carry things out. Mm-hmm. Um, so, listener, I think you uh, it's really important um, that when you have like big things, big projects, big launches, um, important like proposals or presentations. Obviously, do the work, do the prep, do all the research, do, you know, but at the end of the day, um, you gotta, you gotta know that you know, that you're hot shit and that you know what you're talking about and that you're an expert. Otherwise, people wouldn't be asking you for things. Mm -hmm. Otherwise, you wouldn't be where you are. Mm -hmm. Um, So knowing that, like, I would say that preparation, yeah is like 80% of of uh of any big task or project and the other 20% is trusting yourself to take it across the finish line. Um so know that you're here for a reason um and that people people are trusting you for a reason and you've got to respect their trust in you by mm-hmm. trusting trusting in yourself. Yeah, I think with trust, with self-trust, it can be something that – I think it's something that comes under attack a lot because mm-hmm. um, when when you don't trust yourself, you're a lot easier to control, right? Um, yeah. And so when you have – And let's, let's – yeah, let's face it. People really like it when 
you're humble, mm-hmm. especially when you're a woman. Mm-hmm. Uh, people don't like it when you know you're hot shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and so when you, when you like cultivate this like, like self trust, and and so many people will start kind of like giving you unsolicited advice, and you're just like, wait, wait, wait. But I'm the one who's living in my body. You, you know, you know what you need. You know. You've been living in your body your entire fucking life. You absolutely know what your intuition looks like. You absolutely know what self-trust looks like. You do. Um, some yeah. cases are you more know, intense you than You know others. your expertise. Mm-hmm. Like, you know your expertise as well. Like, you've, you, are, you are in your field for a reason. Mm-hmm. And you've stayed there for, for however long. Like, and I would say, like, trust is something that you build over time. Um but you but part of really i think leaning into um being an expert and being a boss is like is being able to build up that trust in yourself to know that it'll carry you um when everything else kind of falls away or even when um when you start planning things like uh different systems in your business different offerings or uh even like different habits that you that you create in your life because you're like, I'm going to need this for six months down the road, three years down the road, um, things like that. And then you kind of forget about it. Right. But then it starts to happen and you're like, Oh, Oh yeah. I did this for a reason. I did this for a reason. Um, and then you realize it, it does. Sometimes it doesn't show up immediately. Right. Like, Oh, I trusted myself. Here's like the payoff. Sometimes it's like, Oh, I trusted myself. Then something fucked up happened. But instead of like being like, Oh, the, the fucked up thing, you got to think bigger because almost always that trust. And then maybe that fallout, it will lead to something down the road. Um, and just having the, the compassion and, uh, the energetic awareness, I guess that like, it, it's not immediate. Nothing about this is linear. Um, we are operating in Looney Tunes time. Who the fuck knows what's happening? It can be fast. It right. can be slow. It could be a fucking wormhole in your left breast pocket. Like it's not, it is what it is. So, and, and trusting yourself and trusting your body, um, that's the best way. That's the only way. <laughs> so you got this. Um, you know what feels good. You know what doesn't feel good. And then you also know what feels good in the moment, but will make you feel like trash later, right? That's true discernment. Yeah. And that, I think, is when you start to level up, is when you... Stop chasing real, instant gratification. You, yeah. And which is hard, because, yeah. like, I regret... I, when, when time gets tough, I regress into that all the time. I was like, I just need, like... I just need junk food. I just need brain junk food. I just need to, like, self-soothe because I'm overstimulated. Mm-hmm. Um, and sometimes that is very, is a very, like, short-term mm-hmm. uh, fulfillment. So It's a lot of, like, stripping down of, like, the consumerist culture that we live in. This instant gratification, yeah. this dopamine culture that we live in. And, know- and knowing what what truly sustains and nourishes mm-hmm. you versus what is just kind of like a band-aid in the moment. Um it's hard. Which is gonna lead us you, to the next No yeah, topic. knowing yourself knowing yourself is like one of the most 
rewarding but challenging things. Oh yeah. In terms of I love it. I Yeah. I, when when you shift into the 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 mindset of like everything that fucking happens is just an opportunity for yourself to get to know yourself more. Mm-hmm. Um I know when I was in self-awareness is mm-hmm. like such is like the ultimate tool. I was in Paris and I'm struggling, right? Like I'm like learning the language. It's it's a lot. The time I'm super jet lagged, blah blah blah. And my friend was like, but you get to know yourself in a different language. How, you know, you almost get to re-meet yourself because you are in a different right. place, in a different language, and your thought process is different. And once you start thinking of things like that, like, oh, I'm just getting acquainted to these different sides of myself, and then I know the full capacity and the full gravity and the weight of who I actually am. What an honor. What an honor to right. just get acquainted to yourself so deeply. Um, so I think this is going to lead us into the second thing. Uh, me and Kayleen have two different ones that we talked to. We, we described these. I, I yeah. said <laughs> it is screaming at the wall and Kayleen says it is <laughs> pumping the well. <laughs> uh, we're talking about when it feels like you are putting in the work and you are putting in the work and you are putting in the work and you're not seeing any results. Um, and you feel like you are working tirelessly at something that is giving you no reward. Mm-hmm. And then... Uh, we've all been there. Yeah. You know? And then you're like, okay, are my manifestations just not working? Am I not going hard enough? Am I not trusting the universe enough? Like, like I keep... Is my, yeah, is I my audience my not... Yeah. Is my audience not there? Is I... Am I... Is this a fool's errand? Like, mm-hmm. did I... Like, am, am I on the wrong path? Mm-hmm. Am I too um, early? Am I too late? I feel like I've had, like, both of those. Like, it, like, am I too early? Am I too late? It's so, like... It's, yeah. it's wild because that you could have the same thought about the same thing. And the one thing, the little pep talk that I have, it comes from a a, a bike trip I took um, from Austin, Texas to New Orleans, Louisiana. Um, I met this guy who was biking across the country and my house had just been raided by the FBI and I didn't have anywhere to go. And I just turned 21 and he said, uh, you want to go on a bike trip with me? And I said, sure. So we built a bike for $20 and I rode for two weeks. And the thing that he would say all the time that I just love the sentiment of it is it's perfect timing. There's no such thing but perfect timing. And if you can live your life in that sentiment, in that embodiment of like there's no such thing by perfect timing, I'm not going to be rushed. I'm not going to feel like I'm going too slow. Uh, I'm not going to feel everything. Everything is happening as it should. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's the that's one that you say. I do. Um, um, yeah, I also feel uh, in that vein. I think um, I the, the the phrase that came to mind is um, it takes years of work to become an overnight success. Exactly. Yeah. And this is where the self-trust is going to come in and like not needing because not needing that external validation is fucking bad shit. That that's that's yeah. such an insane thing for business owners for us to do something where there's no reason to do it. 
Sometimes there's not even any yeah. fucking money. Nobody knows what you're doing. Everybody thinks you're insane. You're almost like outcasting yourself, but you have this like sense of trust and conviction that like, no, this is, I don't know why. I don't know why, but this is what I'm supposed to be doing. And then you trust that perfect timing and then you have that self-trust. And then also it's okay. Like I also move in the sphere of like, even if I'm not seeing things externally, things do take time. And in the energetic field, who knows the impact of what you're creating? Who knows the impact of like how you are inspiring, inspiring other people or um, just the idea of like the collective consciousness? Like the more doors that you open, the more the easier it is for other doors to open. So maybe this door is hard to open because you're one of the first people opening this energetic door. And then once it starts to open, it'll be open for everyone. It's like um, when it's like the crossword. It's like somebody who like gets the crossword done fast then all these other people get it done just as like fast. I There's like a study about it and I know I'm not talking about it correctly, but like once it's there, in the collective unconsciousness, you can just kind of like pluck it out. Um, and I think a lot of times when you're building something into the physical, like you have to have walking two worlds, right? Of yeah. like an you artist. also just you have to you have to know that you're put it like that just because you can't see results doesn't mean that the results aren't there below the surface. Mm-hmm. Like don't give up too soon. Because you have no idea, like, what you're just around the, just on the verge or just on around the corner from, like, achieving or revealing. So, you know, like, it's, it's hard. Like, it's the, it's like the, um, when it feels like you're coming up hitting walls or doors are getting closed in your face, like, you're like, okay, well, um, is this the universe telling me no? Mm-hmm. And I think that's when you have to know yourself and know your intuition, um, between like what is a path you shouldn't be on and what is just like obstacles that mm-hmm. you just need to overcome. Mm-hmm. And that's tough because mm-hmm. like sometimes you're just like, I don't know, I'm just getting these, I just feel like the world is telling me this uh, no. But they are like, but I am in here, I'm telling me yes. So mm-hmm. am I being bullheaded or am I being intuitive? Mm-hmm. And again, you just kind of have to fuck around and find out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> So our third pep talk is confidence. We have a whole episode on this that we can. We yeah. Uh, link did in we? The show I think we might have gay, two. Yeah, big gay confidence. I think we. I think we did big gay confidence and big gay confidence part two. So this is big gay confidence mini edition. Yeah. Um, listener, I every time I say listener, I am reminded of so the Los Culturistas podcast, which I'm a big fan of. They call their listeners readers, which I think is a very funny joke. And every time I was like, I want to do that, but I don't want to rip off another podcast. Um, Anyway, listeners, um, you're hot shit. Uh, Just by being a gay entrepreneur, you're cooler than like most people. (laughs) (laughs) Am I wrong? (laughs) No, it really is. The future the future is gay and that's the cool yep. thing um because i think 
being queer is one of like the most exciting things of being it's a alive. superpower baby i mean hang out with a group of straight people and tell me how you feel afterwards um right go to a straight <laughs> bar and then go to a gay bar yeah, right <laughs> there's some confidence um but i think one thing about um queer culture or just any sort of like any shit that happened um it was kind of it's this this uh this delusion i really do think it's like having this delusion of like making fetch happen if you will like isn't that so funny that movie was like fetch is never gonna happen but then how many times do we say fetch and like we're never gonna make fetch happen um just things like that of like almost and i think confidence can also be really easy or easier if you have something or a process in your business um that really sets you apart like what is what's unique about what you're doing what's what are you passionate about and how can you talk about it that that lights you on fire right like i think your confidence is um passion and if you have that for what you're doing and if you've like uh, we we did an episode with like Eden Strader about like batshit branding about like really bringing I was just yourself. Thinking about her, yeah, yeah. really thinking about, about like your like, business people, and how making people it who really so set you. themselves apart. Yeah, yeah. where it's just she's like a, I can't get this a, anywhere. She is a wedding photographer and a business coach, which are two professions that are just like fucking everywhere. Yeah, but her shit stands out. Yeah, like she is not in unique. And not in a unique career mode. Yeah, but like, like a very saturated market is yeah, what you can say. Yeah, but her shit is, is, the shit she puts out is excellent and sets her apart and is very unique because she brings her own perspective and style and eye to it. And she doesn't try to duplicate what everyone else is doing just because she's in a field that a lot of other people are in. And also um, with confidence, it's like, if you're selling to everybody, you're selling to no one. Um, right. Having Niche the con- yourself. And just also, like, it's okay if... if It's okay if your shit gives some people the ick. <laughs> yeah. Because... You are, you, are, you are not for everyone, and that's okay. I feel like I'm definitely at that point with my business where I'm just like, I don't think that I make sense to probably... For me to work with, like, 90% of people out there, but like maybe the 10%, like they're like, Oh fuck. Yeah. I love what you're doing. I see the vision. And that's what you're, right. that's what you want to get at. Um, that's- and honestly, like if you can hone your marketing and your like intake process to really be specific to you and the clients you want to work with, mm-hmm. it's going to make your life so much easier because the, the people that you don't jive with will weed themselves out. Mm-hmm. I'm so grateful, like for the like working for the com- you know the events company I work with. We have just like such a specific brand identity and such a like honed inquiry um, and like sales process that we very rarely work with shitty people yeah and have or have shitty clients yeah and it's like because they don't make it they don't make it through the they don't make it through the proposal process Mm -hmm. yeah and it's also like you don't one way to really like hurt your your ego and your confidence levels is by working with people who 
are don't respect you and treat you like shit yeah or like (laughs) just like normie they don't get it yeah you know and it's just like eh, we're trying yeah you don't have to convince you should never have to convince everybody you know like it should just be like oh i'm excited maybe i have a few more questions but it should never like convincing energy um and that's something that's hard to talk about with, like, other people. It's like, oh, well, maybe you could, like, sell this or convince them. And I'm just like, I'm really not keen, especially as, like, a queer woman. I'm not keen on selling or convincing my services for somebody, like, because it, they're not, those aren't the people that are going to, like, implement what the fuck I'm talking about. They're, yeah, I'm not, not here. not get the best results. Yeah, I'm not here to cold call or hard sell anybody mm-hmm. i'm not chasing anything yeah and that's so, it like i think this is a good segue to the next one uh do you have the question about the rich white men yeah Hold yeah up. so this is ba- so basically so this is uh one that uh we got on instagram essentially the question is how do you um let me just pull it up in front of me um, how do you deal with rich white men and feel powerful when you are none of those things? You're disenfranchised, like when you're from like a disenfranchised background, queer, marginalized gender identity, uh, not don't have, you know, generational wealth or, mm-hmm. um, you know, what have you. Um, I'm going to say, like, one, like, know that your power is not something that is defined externally. It is defined internally. Mm-hmm. Um, so you, like, like they say, like, happiness is an inside job. Uh, confidence is also an inside job. So stepping into spaces with um, people that uh, society has deemed to be more powerful um is only really going to like um work if you are carrying your own power within you so you know they have they did that study that's standing like wonder woman like doing the wonder woman oh in the mirror yeah in the mirror or even just like yeah put then you just put your your arms akimbo with your hands on your hips which is like my power pose Almost all the time. Oh, yeah. Um, I have so many photos of you just doing that. Of me just doing that. <laughs> and I, I, I didn't, I like, I didn't really put two and two together. But they've done studies that just, like, standing in that pose for a few minutes can, like, boost your confidence and, like, boost your esteem. And I would also say, controversial opinion, divest from which rich white men. I know that's, like, a privilege. We don't, we can't always, like, just choose not to interact with them. But if you're an entrepreneur, Mm -hmm. you get to decide who you work with for Mm -hmm. the most part. Um, And I'll tell you, straight white men are not on my dream client list. Mm -hmm. I don't work with them if I don't have to. Um, I feel, you know, if you've got, like... If you feel shitty every time you have to interact with a group of people, try to interact with that group of people as little as possible. Mm-hmm. Because yeah. it has nothing to do with you. Right. Because especially if it feels like you are not standing in your power with those people, then that's not 
that that's not good. Um, yeah. And I I feel like I have an interesting because I started my business. Yeah, you have to you have to navigate rooms full of straight mm-hmm. white men well, much more than I do. Well, it's why I didn't go into set work literally because I was like they won't respect me. They will make me be a PA for five years um, just because I'm not a guy. Uh, so I didn't, and I didn't want to do like these long hours, but then I started my business with a straight white man and, um, I worked in a studio of these like 20 something creative straight white men and the quality of work for like what they were charging, it was fucking inspiring. So maybe, maybe what if you could flip it and instead of being like, wow, they're taking away my power. And I'm like, these fucking ding dongs are making money hand over foot. They, you know, and like if they, if they can do it, I can do it. Like that's, yeah. like, I didn't even look at know how the fucking numbers. Mediocre, look at how mediocre these people are and how garbage their work is and how they're still making money. So, Ask yourself, how are you holding yourself back Mm -hmm. by holding yourself to a standard that no one else is? Mm -hmm. Like, man, I am inspired all the time by other people in my industry who are much worse at their job than I am. Mm -hmm. Who, but who, guess what? Still get clients. Oh, yeah. Still get contracts. Me and Kayleen have an inside joke of like people that it's just like, the amount of money charged versus quality of work. It's just like, it's, it's, it's awful. And it kind of pisses me off, but it's just like, God, it's also the dream, man. Yeah, It's just like, it's just like, because it's just like a lot of times people can't even tell. And I'm not going to be like, Oh, make bad work. No, I'm not saying that, but there are people with really fucking bad work out there charging it, like a, a foolish amount of money like that's yeah that's people literally are paying. how we got they to- are bu- and and guess what they are booked yeah they are fully booked that's so, how we like- got to this stage of capitalism because it's just like a bunch of like mediocre business ideas you know and like these these yeah. boys clubs is, just floating how each are other. your how are your standards of excellence actually holding you back mm-hmm and just know, like, I'm not saying you have to compromise your standards, but just, like, know that you don't have to be perfect. I feel like we have this idea ingrained in us that is mostly from, like, the capitalist workspace, which is that we have to we have to perform ten times better than, like, a white man in order to be taken seriously and we can't fuck up and we can't make mistakes. And that's probably true in a lot of workplaces, but we're entrepreneurs. So, yeah. like, make, set your own rules and don't work with shitty people. Mm-hmm. That's, uh, we talk about this a lot, the the John Waters uh John success. Waters. Uh, it, John Waters. Get him on the pod. He uh, defines success of not having to work with assholes. And that is something that yep. I hold true in my life because working with, like, a shitty client or an asshole – it is so draining and it and it occupies so yeah. much space and we are at um arguably i mean i would say the most empowered time maybe maybe 4 years before now we were slightly more empowered before the united states took a little u turn but uh Eek. we have uh, <laughs> we got a lot more rights than we than we have 
uh, historically speaking, you know, so let's fucking make some money, you know, and and, and I think that, that the tide is turning um, as more people have tools and resources to make shit happen. It's kind of like we were talking about with like the, the energetic doors, right? Like open them. Fucking open them. And if and if you're like, you don't want to open that rich white man door, you don't have to. There's other doors. And a lot of times there weren't other doors. But there are other doors. Um, there's, there's money all around. So fucking get it. And the last one, this is one that I wanted to talk about. It is having a business alone and having nobody care about your business as much as you do. Um, because it's hard, right? Like this, this thing that you create can end up feeling like your child. Um, you end up investing years and years and years into it and you end up with this bizarre creation (laughs) and it's just you. And it's just, you can hire contractors or maybe you like have an assistant, but if you don't have like a business partner, um, you have to have a lot of resilience, I think, and a lot of certainty in your vision to to push it through and to get what you want to happen, happen. So, listener, if you are a sole business owner, you are not alone. It might feel like you are alone, but you're not. Um, you are gay. That means you are automatically... <laughs> You have community almost anywhere you go. Um, That's one of the best things. It's like people are like, it's so hard to make friends as an adult. Have you tried being gay? Uh, (laughs) Yeah, you have a built-in community. Yeah. Um, So if you do need to like kick back and relax, there's always that. Um, And then also the, the grit to continue doing it alone day in and day out you got this and take pleasure in it and take pleasure in the fact that you have the ability and the self-trust and the work ethic to make this happen because you have built something that so many people it has just been a dream and just even if think about even if you just have like an Instagram or a website, um, no sales even. You have put things forward because how many people have been like, oh, I want to do that? You did it. You have started yeah. the project. And there is so much beauty and tenderness and wholeness in creating something that you're making legs for something. It's It, it kind of feels like sometimes like your business or your project becomes its own I don't want to say person, but it it becomes its uh, an energetic being, I guess. Yeah, and it's, I don't know. I'm thinking. Did you ever? Are you familiar with the musical Spam a lot? Yeah, I've seen it. Okay, it just reminds me of the "I'm All Alone" song, where this the main character is lamenting about how alone he is, and then like an entire chorus is behind him, uh, repeating that he's all alone. That's good. Yeah, <laughs> that's very good. It's a very good joke. <laughs> when in um, doubt, just bring when your, in doubt. Yeah, your, you have like your Greek chorus. Being queer is means that you get to tap into 
being in like the best community um and it's yeah it is such a gift and such a blessing um and so you may be in business for yourself but we are none of us truly alone so also if this is woo woo you have so many spirit guides and ghosts you can hang out with like <laughs> when you step maybe into- maybe even and maybe even ancestors if they're not shitty like yeah i don't do ancestor work because i'm just like whatever <laughs> but pocket uh, universes um it really I is i consider emma gold emma goldman's my ancestor yeah yeah and 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 once you can kind of like connect to these these things um for me that also helps me feel a, a lot less alone because I think sometimes people think that I'm alone they're like do you feel alone in the world and I'm like no I really don't like I'm hanging out with Princess Diana in my dreams all the time and she's telling me where my lost pendant is like I don't feel alone I feel very connected um so that has definitely been something uh that has helped me feel okay and and continue to have the persistence in what we're doing. Um, yeah, so I hope you enjoyed the pep talks and I hope they have helped you. So feel free to come back to these pep talks um, anytime you need one because that is also something that podcasts are good for. Um, you can like borrow our energy. If you feel like you don't want to fucking do something, just borrow some energy. Um, we are happy to give it and happy to share. So enjoy. Yeah. Bro book reviews. I read a bro book every week so you don't have to. And then our bro book review. We have done this author before, but we are doing a different one. I feel like she is such like a staple in the like whole mindset community um kayleen actually i think you put me on to her um jen sincero you are a badass at making money so the first one you are a badass is like a lot of mindset work and it's like you can do it um i don't really remember it that much i think it was more instrumental in your life this one um they it's it's very much like if there's a will there's a way um and kind of like finding the way through things even though like having the trust that it'll appear right um it's very leapy this one is a very leapy one um and like following your intuition and like leaping and then the safety net will appear um it's I, I enjoyed it. I think I think I've read it a few times. It's a good one, like if you wouldn't want to borrow energy, um, and like you're just like, I need to fucking get something done on my list, then you would like listen to this and be like, Oh, okay. I people with a lot less have done a lot more. So it's a good it's a good perspective shift on that one. I would I would recommend it. I, I don't I wouldn't say it was like super life-changing or anything i would say the og book which we've already reviewed is like the best that's the one that um really cracked my brain open it was i think it was the first personal development book i ever read 
That'll do it. Um, it's very, it's very accessible and very empowering. Um, and yeah, I think you can definitely tell it was written pre-COVID, but I read it pre-COVID, so it's fine. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So let's do our plug, shall we? Yeah. Um, I just opened my books for tarot readings, Um, I'm doing year-ahead readings for new clients, and if you're a returning client, I have some additional offerings. You can, of course, do a year-ahead, but there's also some, um, like, check-ins if you've gotten year-ahead spreads and want to do, like, a smaller reading, like, quarterly or or halfway through the year kind of check-in. You can um, find that in, like, the pinned story on my Instagram, or you can shoot me a DM at swampwitch with four eyes. Um, I think we're going to be doing a June candle drop, so follow Candles Unincorporated if you want info on that. Um, you can follow the pod at entrepreneurs.podcast or entrepreneurs.com. You can send us feedback or emails at entrepreneur at gmail.com. Um, and please leave us a five star review on Apple Podcasts. Um, I've been looking at the numbers. People are listening, I think, even outside of Poland. But we don't have a lot of reviews. So a review goes a long, long way. So we really appreciate any shares, any reviews. This is how um, we get the external validation. Because you know that we've been doing this for two years. Almost two years. Almost two years. We'll be celebrating our two-year anniversary. Yeah, we're excited. (laughs) And yes... We will be recording from the parks <laughs> for our season finale. Da, da, so let da, us know. Da, 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 let da, da, us know da. what unhinged things that we should do at Disney World. Yeah, so far our ideas are we're gonna have a pendulum because we like to do that. We like to ask people. We're yeah. like, are they dating or did he hire her? <laughs> uh, like, someone told me that you should use a pendulum to talk to your pets. Oh, so we should try that when you're here oh my gosh athena talk i have to nothing to say to athena i'll talk to tim can, he's my soulmate let's talk to tim i'm excited um, let's see what's up um in the fake guru world we launched our own newsletter on that side and thank you everybody who has signed up i feel like uh we've had a lot of signups and that feels really good um because sometimes you feel like you're screaming at that wall um and we sent out our first newsletter and i was i got a photo of somebody who was taking notes from the newsletter so thank you everybody who for that external validation um it really helps and it's it's nice to know that um you are in fact not screaming at a wall but screaming with friends um we have regenerate sessions open for until the next eclipse which i think is May 6th so it might be open for like another week after this comes out and then we have some other stuff coming in May um I'm not I'm not gonna launch it yet so we'll talk about it next episode probably so we will see you all on the flip side thank you for listening and have a gay day (laughs) 